Calling all Swifties and champions of change, Like a Girl Media is rolling out the red carpet for you with our Thrive Like a Girl contest. We're all about celebrating powerful women leaders who inspire us to dream big and push boundaries. And who embodies that spirit more than Taylor Swift herself? Here's your chance to see her live in concert. We're giving away two tickets to Taylor Swift's show in London on Saturday, June 22nd. Imagine being part of the magic, all thanks to Like a Girl Media. Entering is easy. Subscribe, share, and show us which episodes inspired you the most. Visit our website or check our social media for all the details. Don't just dream it, be it. Thrive like a girl and make this summer unforgettable. Contest opens globally. Voidware prohibited. Must be 18 or older to enter. No purchase necessary. Subscribe and share with hashtag thrive like a girl and tag us at like a girl underscore media for entry. Unlimited entries means unlimited chances. Winner chosen at random after contest closes May 20th, 2024. We'll be notified via DM. Make sure your profiles are not private. Check full rules on our site. This is your shot to see Taylor Swift live. Don't miss it. This episode is brought to you by Chirpy Bird, Inc. CMS's Merit-Based Incentive Payment System, or MIPS, is super complex. And if clinicians ignore the program or perform poorly in it, it can result in a hit to their revenue and reputation. Chirpy Bird is proud to say that more than 95% of its clients are exceptional performers in MIPS, meaning they've maximized the score that directly translates into their Medicare reimbursement rate. Chirpy Bird offers their audit-proof services to practices of all sizes through an affordable monthly subscription that includes unlimited access to a regulatory expert who guides them in knowing what data to track, how to create workflows that make capturing that data easier, and ensures that they submit it all to CMS on time and performing at its best. Contact Chirpy Bird today or learn more at chirpybirdinc.com. That's chirpybirdinc.com. Hey there, and welcome to the Hit Like a Girl podcast. My name is Joy Rios, and today I'm talking with Dr. Alicia Jackson, who's the CEO and founder at Evernow, a modern startup using its group of women scientists and doctors to help normalize the way we view women's changing hormones as we age and what that means for our overall health. Evernow provides access to expert physicians, personalized prescription treatments, and 24-7 communication, all delivered via telehealth. Dr. Alicia Jackson and I talk all about it in this conversation. So let's get started. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me today because I'm just like, I can't, I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile on my other and it's just like solving menopause. And I'm like, I feel like I'm going to be on this journey soon. So right now I'm doing my research on like, what do I need to know? (laughs) So would you mind taking a minute to introduce yourself and what you do and your like piece of the health IT puzzle, as we say here? I would love to. And thank you for having me on. And thank you for sharing about your journey because there's a lot of parallels here. I'm Alicia Jackson. I'm the CEO and founder of Evernow. And we're a healthcare company focused on really transforming the health and longevity of women over the age of 40 particularly because it's such an overlooked segment of the population. And we're starting with menopause because that is such a critical moment in a woman's 
health and how she goes through menopause will determine a lot of her health for the remainder of her life. This was not part of the plan to start a menopause company. My background's in the hard sciences. I have a PhD from MIT in material science. I've always been really excited about the ability of breakthroughs in science and technology to innovate in new spaces and really change how we might think about the future or solve problems that we thought we couldn't solve. Prior to starting Evernow, I was working for a diagnostics company, building it with GE. And that's really the first time that I fell in love with the intersection of consumer and healthcare. And the whole idea that you could actually build a healthcare company focused on consumers was a really novel one to me. Most of the healthcare that we see around us today is focused on payers, so insurance companies, mm -hmm. or providers, so your doctor. And what happens is that in those scenarios, you really don't get healthcare as a service. I think many of us have the experience of having to wait hours for an appointment or our insurance not paying for the doctor we want to see or not being able to get a straight answer or feel like we're heard from our physician. And so while I was working at this prior company, I was doing a lot with the fertility industry. And the minute I touched it, I was just completely lit up by it, which was it was the first time I touched an industry in healthcare that one was cash pay and where consumers were paying tens of thousands of dollars out of pocket without blinking an eye. Number two, everything in that industry is really oriented around the consumer. And what that means is the entire experience is just better. Things tend to be more on her schedule or whoever the customer schedule it is. What you see is innovation moves very quickly. And that was really exciting for me as a scientist was seeing how fast things moved from the lab into the clinic and making an impact on, on people's lives. And I was excited about the potential to potentially bring those findings into other areas. And so when I left my prior company, I took six months off to do nothing but just to study the fertility industry and figure out what I wanted to do in that space and what company I wanted to launch. And at the same time, I was going through my own fertility journey and going through IVF. So I was experiencing it as a patient as well. And seeing it as a patient, studying it as a scientist, understanding it as a business. And along that path came across some really interesting work looking at infertility in young women that was specifically talking about reversing early menopause. And the minute I heard that phrase, reversing menopause, it just blew my mind. I think as all of us assumed that menopause is a one-way street. And so first of all, my first question is, wait, how does this even work? I don't even understand how that might be possible. So my curiosity was immediately sparked. Number two, I was, as I was reading this work, really surprised at the detrimental health effects that menopause has on women's bodies. And in this case, they were talking about women who are in their teens or 20s who go through menopause quite early. Their ovarian function is shut down due to chemotherapy. And the health effects are pretty brutal. They include osteoporosis and brittle bones. They include early death, cognitive decline, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, metabolic disease, and the list just goes on and on. And so the medical profession really sees this as something that is necessary to 
kind of just throw everything at to try to protect a woman's body against these effects. And so the first question in my mind was, oh, well, I wonder what happens when women naturally go through menopause. First, I was shocked to learn that women go through menopause right around the age of 50, much younger than I had expected, and really start feeling the symptoms going through early menopause, you know, perimenopause around their 40s. And then number two, I also learned that all the same health effects that we see in early menopause, so of a woman going through menopause in her 20s, are exactly the same as what we see for women going through menopause in their 50s, except we don't call it, you know, having these detrimental health effects. We just call it getting older. That was just shocking to me. I have never had a conversation with my doctor, my OB-GYN, about menopause, despite now being in my 40s. No one has ever told me, hey, this critical health event is going to happen later in your life and you need to think about and get smart about what are the things you can do to protect your body, let alone, hey, here are just the normal things that are going to happen to you during this period of time. And hearing all of this and learning all of this, just immediately I, I was thinking, oh my God, like this seems like, how has no one ever talked about this? Yeah, there's Despite so much the fact there. that every single woman goes through menopause, she will go through menopause. And it's it's almost this thing of, it's so common, it's hiding in plain sight. We've just become so used to it. And unfortunately, it is a taboo in our society. It is really tightly linked to aging and feeling old when you go through menopause, partially because menopause does kick off those diseases of aging. It does accelerate the aging process in women. So wait, I'm going to stop you because I have a couple of things that are coming up for me and I have a couple of questions. Well, plenty of questions. <laughs> One is, I'd love to hear your opinion and about this. One of my good friends went through early menopause in her 30s. Mm-hmm. And she got married soon after and wanted to have a kid. I learned through her, she was going through her own IVF treatment that she, well, and, and she has a newborn baby. So she went through menopause and was able to get pregnant. And it was an interesting route. It was something that I didn't even know was possible, but essentially her husband's sperm with a donor egg inserted mm-hmm. into her body created. Mm-hmm a newborn baby. And then it was, it like makes me cry thinking about it because, you know, she's something about like, it's her body that is create, you know, basically the body is, the baby is, is getting life from and nutrients and obviously being born through, but it's not her egg. And mm-hmm. she was just, and she was telling me, she's like in all of these different groups that she's in and how much she's learned that there's women now in their fifties who are able to get pregnant. I mean, and older. I, I, anyway, like that whole conversation is just something mm-hmm. I was like, you're blowing my mind right now. I'm so glad you brought that up because it just shows how much we don't understand about menopause, despite the fact that it happens to all of us. And what I mean by that is menopause is really when you, you're no longer creating eggs, essentially, or when you no longer have healthy, mature eggs to be able to create babies from. And you're no longer doing kind of the hormonal signaling between your brain and your ovaries. And so you're no longer producing estrogen or estradiol, which is the most common form of estrogen in women. And that's why you're having all those hormonal effects. But 
like you just pointed out, your uterus is still good to go and your body is still good to go. And you can continue to bear healthy children, like you said, for healthy women into your 50s. That works perfectly fine. Isn't that wild? Okay, for, isn't that just wild just to think about? I'm just like, oh, I can't believe that's even possible. It's great. Um, the second thing I was thinking about is only my connection with menopause is really just whatever my mom shared with me, right? Like that's it. And I don't think that she was super open about what was going on with her, but I just know she started taking a ton of vitamins. And then all of a sudden she's just like, oh, I've got like 12 vitamins that I'm taking on with breakfast every day. And like, she would tell me what they're all for. And I'm like, is this what I have to look forward to? Like, I don't even know what else I have to look forward to because I'm right there in that age that I'm, I'm like kind of afraid of hot flashes. So I've got, I found out about this thing that can like change my temperature. And then I'm just like, okay, what else? <laughs> All the symptoms and health effects are menopause are caused by this rapid drop in estrogen, where you go from 100% of your normal levels to essentially 1% of your normal levels in a very short period of time. I think we're all familiar kind of with men gradually like their testosterone level going down, but that happens over the period of like decades and doesn't go to 1%. What happens to women can happen within months. And your entire body has estrogen receptors all over it to operate properly. So your bones need estrogen to build bone. Calcium and vitamin D won't do it alone. Your brain needs estrogen in order to regulate itself and metabolize it metabolize sugar into energy appropriately. And so what's happening is that when the estrogen goes essentially to zero, a bunch of your normal body regulation just stops working properly. And so you have the hot flashes, you have the brain fog, you might have mood issues or mental health issues start to pop up. What we find is that women's metabolism changes. So there's a really good study out there known as the SWAN study that found that women's rate of fat accumulation doubled during menopause. Your metabolism will change. We know that women tend to develop insulin resistance during menopause. And so all of this is caused quite simply by that drop in estrogen. And Does it matter how much I exercise? Like I'm like, mm, such a good question. There are things you can do to help manage the symptoms and exercise for many women, especially kind of high intensity exercise, seems to help alleviate symptoms. But I, I want to be really clear about the difference between the symptoms and the health effects, which is there are certain things that you do need estrogen to protect, protect your body with. For example, like the bone growth, right? You can still do weight-bearing exercise. You can still do, you can still take calcium and vitamin D, but it won't be as good as if you were also trying to supplement with estrogen. Exercise helps a huge amount manage this, managing the symptoms, especially for women who maybe don't want to take estrogen or don't want to take it for that long. But I think, I think women need to understand the difference between symptoms and health effects and Better put, I think the medical establishment needs to be clearer about communicating the difference between symptoms and health effects of menopause. Okay. So, okay. Tell me about ever now. Like, what is it? How are you supporting people? Because I'm just like, okay, now yeah. we're getting into the nitty gritty and I'm sure. That exactly. So 
I'm on this journey. I think I'm going to start a fertility company. I come across menopause and I'm like, holy cow, this is a much bigger problem than fertility in my mind, because it, it really does affect every single woman. And I start speaking with women and I just keep hearing the same stories over and over. Some variation of, I went to my doctor and was told, you're just getting older. Or I went to my doctor and was told, well, you're still getting a period sometimes, so I'm not going to treat you. Or I went to my doctor and I was told, yes, you're in menopause, but I'm not going to give you hormones because they might give you cancer, which is just inaccurate. I also started talking to physicians and learned that they have very little training in their medical careers on menopause. We're talking just a few hours. I am talking with my IVF physician and he tells me, Alicia, you have to do this company because I can't even send the women in my family to anyone. They all come to me right now because I'm at least a fertility doctor and understand hormones and hormonal changes. And so it turns out I'm the best expert in their lives to guide them on what the treatment paths are here. And so what I basically came to the conclusion was, is that huge market need. So not only does every woman go through menopause, but she can't seem to find a really great medical professional to give her the tools that she needs to, that she just needs to be able to manage her health during this period of time. Number two, there are barely any doctors who are experts in this space. One statistic I like to quote is that the North American Medical, the North American Menopause Society has a wonderful certification program for medical professionals. Unfortunately, there's less than one certified medical expert in menopause per 50,000 women. Yeah. Say that again. What? (laughs) There's less than one basically qualified menopause expert per 50,000 women. Do they have a website? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. NAMS. Okay. It's a pretty rigorous test, but what we're seeing here and why there's such a market opportunity here is that they're just women can't get access to the medical care that they need. And then number three, there are really great safe and effective treatments for women. 90% of women, there is a treatment for them, at least. Yet many women aren't aware of them. They aren't educated about them. Many doctors are not up to speed on the latest treatments that are available. And so women don't even know who to listen to. So pulling all these pieces together. And then at the time when I was thinking about ever now, roughly three or four years ago. Luckily, there was this rise of this new thing called telemedicine. And telemedicine isn't anything new or crazy. It's essentially just medical care that we deliver over the internet. It's essentially the same as telebanking is to banking. We don't call it telebanking. We just bank online. And this is just getting your medical care online. And so what Evernow does is we are an online healthcare company for women focused on menopause. And we offer 24-7 medical care to women going through menopause. And then we also ship women prescription treatments every month to their door that's personalized to their needs. So it is basically an all-inclusive service that women can subscribe to and get the care and information that they need. So then how does it get personalized to their needs? Do they have to take some sort of test or something to, mm-hmm. and would it change? Would you have to take that test more than once because these of are, each? These are great questions. We developed with our phenomenal medical advisory board and some of the best medical societies, a comprehensive intake that women go through when they first come to our website, evernow.com. 
And going through, we capture everything from what are your worst symptoms to your health history, to basic vitals, to other medications that you're on, to you know where you are in your menopause journey based on your period and age and other things like that. And then based on that information, we take everything that you've told us, we match it against also our own data on the back end that we've collected from over 70,000 women and come up with a personalized prescription for you. Typically what we focus on are hormonal therapies because they're the gold standard. They will eliminate symptoms, especially the hot flashes, the night sweats, vaginal dryness in over 80% of women. They are incredibly effective if prescribed correctly for the right women. And so once a woman decides to sign up and say, yes, I'd like to try this, you know, she and her medical provider go back and forth and figure out what's working for her. And yes, if her symptoms get worse or if she has new symptoms or if she's having side effects, we adjust the medication that we're sending to her. And then, so what would be the appropriate age, I imagine it varies, of like when to start that journey. We've had women as young as 40 come through the door, and then we have women in their 60s. So it's menopause is not a single moment in time. And especially when we include perimenopause, that period of time, which can be four to seven years before menopause hits, when your hormones are fluctuating, basically you're starting to near menopause, and you're starting to have those symptoms, we can start treating you even then. Can I share with you one of my fears? Please. I guess it, I'll preface it by saying or asking, have you ever heard that like women's sex drive is like the best in their late 30s, early 40s, and that if you were to match like perfect you know, whatever, like between men and women, it would be like a woman of that age combined with like a man in his early 20s or something. (laughs) Have you heard of that before? I have not, but that's awesome. (laughs) It's not a common match, but that's what I have heard. And I guess that's one of my big fears about menopause as a just sort of like the relationship that it would have with sex is like, okay, do you just expect, like, my expectation is I'm like, okay, these are supposedly the best years of my life. And I'm, I have to look forward that that's going to just go away and I'm going to be dried up and Mm. miserable and alone. So that does, that does not have to happen. I think this is part of why I started Ever Now is knowledge really is power here. And we're not talking about rocket science. Women's bodies are complex, but a lot of the solutions here are well-known and simple. Just nobody is talking to you about them. Like we've all become so comfortable with talking about erectile dysfunction. Right? Oh yeah, you just take yeah. my no problem. We don't have any corollary for women right now, even though there's great solutions. So yes, as your estrogen drops, you also, for many women, see a drop in testosterone. And both of those things can affect libido. So obviously starting to replace some of them can be helpful. Another thing that a lot of women experience is that vaginal tissue is dependent upon estrogen to stay healthy and elastic and moist and all the things. And without estrogen, you can imagine it starts to become painful as that tissue starts to atrophy 
And then a lot of women don't want to have sex, obviously, if it's painful. And we hear this. And then not having sex almost kind of starts a negative feedback loop. So then you don't want to have sex. And then your relationship might also start to kind of, for some couples, can become more challenging. And then also, because you're not kind of exercising those tissues, it also becomes even more worse. And so it's just kind of this downward cycle. The good news is um, there's really simple things you can do. So you can do local kind of vaginal suppositories of either estrogen or DHEA. Both have been clinically proven, super safe. They stay local in just that area and they can actually reverse those changes in your tissues and keep everything like active and moist and elastic and all the things that you want. So is that something that you would do on a regular basis or is it like timed the way that somebody who was taking Viagra would be timed? You do it. It's super simple. You take, you basically do it twice a week overnight. Whenever. Yeah. Okay. Whenever. And it has so many other health benefits for women's health, which is it also helps prevent urinary tract infections helps prevent yeast infections because what happens is that with the lack of estrogen, the pH of your vagina can change, which isn't beneficial to maintaining a healthy kind of vaginal flora to keep everything in balance there. And so not only will you, you know, be able to have more comfortable sex, you will also just have um, a healthier urinary tract. Okay. That sounds Hopeful. Hopeful and easy. (laughs) We prescribe this to so many women who are on our platform. And it's something women don't talk about. But again, and it's not something anyone should be afraid about because it is so treatable. And it's so safe. And there's no reason not to do it. Nearly every woman qualifies to take vaginal estrogen or vaginal DHEA. And the data is phenomenal on it. That's one of the things that kind of, well, I guess I'm talking about my fears today, is like you get to a certain age and there's not really a path forward. It's not like somebody has said specifically, this is what you have to expect. It's kind of scary. And you're just like, well, it's something that people don't talk about. Or you can maybe see the pe- the women in your circle age and maybe hear them, but they're not, nobody's talking about what they're really going through. It's a super vulnerable thing to do, especially with just anybody. So to be in that trusted circle or even just to create that trusted circle is really powerful, like probably way more powerful than you might give yourself credit. Thank you for doing that. Oh, thank you. I was going to say thank you so much for having me on and just opening up the conversation. You know, one of the things I'm really excited about is there are so many women in the popular culture today talking about menopause and showing what it is to live a healthy, vibrant life over the age of 40 and 50. It's really incredible, right? We have Gwyneth Paltrow talking about it. I think Gabrielle Union recently had a piece about it. Michelle Obama is talking about it. I mean, it's just amazing to see these women who have amazing platforms and such reach standing up and talking about it and showing themselves living living their best life, still being incredibly impactful in the world, building new things. And I think very similar to, to what we spoke about earlier, part of it is just standing up and, and showing people how it's done. Yeah, being the example. On, like if, if you're not seeing it, how can you be it? 
And it's clearly needed. It's, I mean, to your point, I mean, I'm so, one of the things I'm so sick of is anything related to women being treated as niche. And I'm just like, we're half the population. I know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So like, it's about time. <laughs> and to be honest, it's even more than that. It's women are the only people who care about this. When you talk to women and their partners and the men in their lives, the men in their lives want to know how they can support them too. In many ways, sometimes they feel helpless or they don't know what to do. And we hear from so many men saying, you know, what can I do to support my partner? They want to be educated too. They want to know how they can help the women in their lives. They don't want to see some woman that they love suffering needlessly. And so I would say it's way more than half the population. It's a significant fraction of the population. You make a really good point. That's a great point. And And I can imagine if you're in a happy marriage and you're getting to a certain age where you're part of that negative feedback loop, like it's not nobody wants to experience like relationship trouble but you're like it's bound to happen if you go down the path that you don't have any way to address it right yes yes oh I'm so glad that that conversation is changing okay so question for you specifically Alicia what what do you think 10 year old Alicia would think about what you're doing Oh, wow. 10-year-old me. I remember being 10 years old and thinking that 20-year-old me would have it all figured out. I have a kid who's almost 10. I think the thing that I I would at least try to explain to 10-year-old Alicia is that purpose is everything. And I hope she would understand that that's really the what drives me at this point. The whole reason I work on Evernow and I'm working with the people that I am and building the team that I am is because the purpose is so is so meaningful for me for every woman that I interact with yeah is, go, is this are you would you do you think you are what you wanted to be when you grew up I thought I was going to be an astronaut or a writer no I am probably nothing <laughs> what I thought I would be I don't even think Alicia from 8 years ago would believe what I'm doing right now I really thought I'd be building a deep biotech company but the need was so great here and I just felt this incredible responsibility to women to go solve the problem that there was no other choice for me. Yeah. Well, I guess on that note, what advice would you give for other women who are potentially starting their career or at a crossroads in their path? Work on something meaningful in whatever field it is. And it's meaning meaning as you define it, not as society def- defines it. It's something meaningful to you. And you know, that really plays to your highest and best strengths of something that you love, that you're going to excel at, and that will grow you. Yeah, I think that that's great advice, especially something that I was one of the reasons I really like working in healthcare is like once I found it, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm never going to know everything. I know that doesn't matter how much I study, how much I learn, there's going to be a ton more to learn always. Yeah. And that's something that I'm like, great. I like it's nice not knowing (laughs) you know well it just like you said especially for anyone who just really is very curious and and wants to learn it's it's an incredible space it truly is incredible there's always more that we're learning there's always more that we realize we don't know and it can be a very frustrating space sometimes because because it is so highly regulated because we do have a lot of misaligned and 
incentives in this space, but that's also what makes it such so so ripe for opportunity. Exactly. I was just going to say that it's like that relationship between challenge and opportunity or problem mm-hmm. and opportunity, depending on how you look at it. It's just like, well, there's a ton of opportunity here. <laughs> if people want to find you, follow you, work with you, or get involved with Evernow, how would you direct to them? They can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, Pretty easy to find there. They can email us. I think our contact info is on evernow.com. And I would love to hear from folks however they want to contribute and support and learn about our mission and what we're doing. Great. Well, I know I'll be headed to your website very shortly. So (laughs) thank you for your time today. I feel like this is just the beginning. Thank you, Joy. This was such a pleasure. Thanks for listening. You can learn more about us or this guest by going to our website or visiting us on any of the socials with the handle hit like a girl pod. Thanks again. See you soon. Hit like a girl podcast is a proud member of the health podcast network. One thing I love about working with them is that they're mission driven which means that they're dedicated to featuring authoritative shows, hosts, and guests who take on the tough topics in healthcare with empathy, expertise, and a commitment to excellence. If you're looking for bingeable content related to the healthcare industry, they've got more than 8,000 episodes on demand waiting for you. From professional development, the patient voice, digital health, innovation and entrepreneurship, and of course, health IT, they've got you covered. So this is your official invitation to check them out at healthpodcastnetwork.com.